Good afternoon, Patriots, and today is Tuesday, February 28th, the last day of February in our fake calendar, in our fake timeline, in our fake year, in our fake world. (laughs) Don't you love it? It's all just what it is, walking in fiction. That's what we're doing, except if we're walking with the Holy Spirit, then we're good. Patriots, make sure you're taking good care of your wealth. Nothing is more important in these times than to preserve those investment savings that you have. And to do that, you've got to get it into silver and gold or precious metals. No better group to work with than the group that we have right here. Patriots, despite the U.S. blowing through the $31.4 trillion debt ceiling in January, the leftist White House still refuses to reduce spending. While our national leadership has buried their heads in the sand when it comes to fiscal responsibility, it's all the more time for you to be proactive. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold. In times of high uncertainty and instability, gold is king. It's dependable. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text BARDS to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold and then talk to one of their precious metal specialists. Think about it. To dig our country out of this mountain of debt, every single taxpayer in America would have to write a check for $247,000. And it's only getting worse. Protect yourself with gold today by texting BARS to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your future. Text BARDS to 989898 today. Remember, that's BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 today. And that's Birch Gold. Text text 989898. And use the words BARDS, and that's all you're going to need to open up that door. As you're probably witnessing, more and more people are waking up, but it's not the kind of type of waking up. We've been working on this process for years, literally. And for any of you that are relatively new to the channel, welcome and always happy to have you and just know you've got family here. But for so many, this has been like a shaking from a deep slumber. And in the process, they are literally being thrown into a complete crisis state. And remember, I've told you many times that we're literally going through the five steps of grief. And that first step is always denial. The second step is anger. The third step is bargaining. The fourth step is depression. And the fifth step is always going to be acceptance. But in these first three steps, they kind of work and are fluid with one another. Your first thing is you're going to get angry, angry, can't be, or no way, it's not that, or denial to anything you say. And then when it starts to settle in, it's anger and it can't be that bad sort of thing. So... We're seeing that there's an interesting article posted today in Gateway Pundit. Woke doctor who was vaxxed several times and always masked up has a colossal meltdown after receiving her COVID diagnosis. And she's just like going off. The quote a-holes who are using using my getting COVID as some sort of victory is suggest that precautions don't work. If that's what you have to take away from all that, there's really no... A point appealing to you on rational grounds. 
you do, you you do you. I'll enjoy living rent free in your heads. <laughs> she doesn't live rent free in our heads. She's dealing with the realities of what's come, and it's brutal, very brutal. By by the way, her name since she posted it is Doctor Deepti Gordazani. Gordazani. I don't even know where that is from. Some other strange world that we're not part of anymore. But these unravelings keep happening, and it shouldn't come as any surprise that this is going to continue as the truth gets closer to the center point. Yeah, of course, you may have heard today that Fetterman, the um, lurch from the family, the Adams family that got elected to the House, has now been in apparently a coma, though they claim he's in good shape. The Pennsylvania Republicans have demanded that he appear on camera to prove he is alive and well. Watch them create some sort of AI fake of him. That's I'm ready for that one. That's always the game these days. And the war in Ukraine continues to be the psyop that it is. More and more evidence coming out that there is really very little war in the capital. So much of what's going on is being portrayed through stage sets and Hollywood acting. There is real fighting going on. Wagner Group, as we talked about last night, is a principal part of that. Today, apparently, there was a an attack by Ukraine on Russian cities, civilian infrastructure, using drones. That should tell you everything right there. The idea of these Nazis is always to harm the citizens. These globalists are always the same, to put fear into the citizens. And it's always the idea that since we are the ones that don't want to abide by them, we are the ones that must be exterminated, punished, brutalized, wounded, injured, crushed, any sort of way. These are truly evil people. And it's evil at a level that I don't think we have all really comprehended yet how deep that is. But it is very real. Patriots, the one thing I say constantly, and it's never going to stop, I mean, we know this, but the only way we're getting through this is our faith. And it is more important than ever right now, not only in terms of faith, but also to follow that process of putting our faith literally into action in terms of planting seeds, sowing seeds. Get your hands dirty. It's both spiritual and physical. This is a very important time. We have to be building our neighborhood communities. We need to be focusing on county. So I'm lining up some interviews for next week because I'm going to be down at Glad Tidings Church for uh, the week in uh, the Isaiah 61 conference. And... So I'm, I have a number of great voices coming in next week, one of which I interviewed yesterday for next week, which is Chris Ann Hall, who's a constitutional powerhouse. I've been following her for over seven years, finally got her on the show. Fantastic voice. You're going to hear some really solid reinforcement as to why county-by-county county actions are so critical. We're also going to have Mike Lindell on next week and a number of others. It's going to be a very good week of interviews. Patriots, it's 11 minutes after the hour. Let's pray. Father God, we're here today before you, very humbled and blessed to assemble in the many ways that we do, and reaching across this world in unison in prayer and in praise of you. Father, this is a time right now when so much shaking is going on, and with this, as we sit solidly on the rock of faith, we are witness to the many that are beginning to find themselves so unsettled and shaken from within. Sadly, this is the difficult part of the awakening where so many souls that were trapped into the cult of self and cult of self-obsession are now being shaken free from that tree. And as they fall into their own place of awakening, 
They're discovering that they don't have a relation to you, nor do they have an understanding of how to handle the world in which we're in. So, Father, we pray today for them. Our prayers are truly heartfelt prayers for these people that are in a place right now where they need to find their way to Jesus. And we pray for that opportunity to be able to be part of their lives as, as is allowed and as is provided to at least provide them with an example of the joy, the glory, the love that we carry in our heart each and every day as we walk on this world, close with kingdom and close with Jesus. This is a time, Father, we need to be introducing the power of the living God into this world. And so we pray for those opportunities, and they're profound. There's many. And as these people awaken, we just hope and pray for the opportunity to intersect their paths and to carry with us the temperance and the grace in our heart to be able to show them a way, a way that they can find out of this mess, out of this personal torment, out of the mental hell that they have themselves in, and to find a way towards salvation that will ultimately bring them home. Father, these are not always easy conversations either, as we know that many of these people are so bent on the denial and the anger part of their lives that we have to show high measures of tolerance and temperance. And to share with the community today, as you put on my heart this morning, we have to remember that many of these times, even when we pray and they get angry, we have to remember that we are probably the one of the few voices in their lives that are willing to show compassion and to listen. That makes us often a sounding board, but worse, sometimes a punching bag. And so it is our walk here outside of physical violence, which is not accepted, but that sometimes we have to take the be the absorbing bag, the punching bag, for the verbal unwinding that these people have to do. But what we pray for most in those moments when that happens is the understanding and the discernment at the moment to be able to deflect, absorb, and cut through to the core to show them the love of Christ. We are not to be a punching bag in the sense of rolling on the ground and being a dead cockroach that they can stomp on, but in sense of absorbing and passing and passing through, Father. We just ask for that grace and that guidance and that wisdom to do such a thing because these moments are critical to awaken their eyes and their hearts to a way forward that is something that many have never known. So many have no relationship with you, Father. So many have never met Jesus. So many have never encountered the profound moment of the Holy Spirit. And may that blessing fall upon all those that have these engagements, carrying Christ in their heart to be able to bring that to the engagement so that people can truly witness something profound and different that they've never seen before. Father, in these times, we also pray for the many that are in need, and we have many in need. And we pray for those needs to be elevated and that the communities around each person that's in need can start to rise up and help and provide support. This is a time when we really have to come together. There's much stress financially. There's much stress, stress socially, politically, culturally. And these things are not easy to deal with, especially if people feel alone. And so may the, those that walk alone, even if they're walking with Christ, but those that are walking, feeling like they're walking alone, be reminded that you are there with them. 
Well, you are there with all of us each and every day. And that may the communities that are maybe unknown, unseen, unspoken, begin to discover that connection and come together. These are all things we turn to you, Father, to help raise up this remnant, to give it strength. And as this remnant comes closer together, we look for more to join those that are maybe wandering and not knowing where to seek or where to find. Let them know the doors are open. Let them know that we embrace those that walk with Christ and those that are seeking and those even that don't know. We have a profound opportunity here to unite a nation and a world that's so deeply divided and wounded. And may we be reminded of the depth of these wounds. These wounds are demonic. These wounds are intended to keep us divided internally. These wounds are intended to be rifted at the level of blood. As a blood sacrifice, so a wound is a sacrifice. A sacrifice of our ability to see through the pain and instead see only division. May that be cast down. May the moment that we're in be cast in such a way that we can begin to see past the rifts, the trenches, the gouges, the cuts, the hurt, and rise up through the body of Christ to realize that within our hearts, as we live and speak through our hearts, we truly understand how common and united we are. And at the same time, our uniqueness as a benefit, not a, detract, not a detractor. You made us perfect in your image, each one of us unique. And that's something we don't celebrate enough. So Father, as we close this prayer today, thank you. Thank you for the blessings. Thank you for the uniqueness. Thank you for the perfection. Thank you for everything that's in our world that we're able to walk in, even when we stumble, even when we fall. When we're there, we're reminded, Father, so deeply of how much you love us, how you've never left us, how you always are there with us, how you lift us up even in the darkest of moments. And as we sit in this very moment right now and a reflection point on the past last three years and reflect how deeply that in this month, about a year ago, three years ago, is when this whole nonsense began of COVID-Con. Let us celebrate that we're here now in a fellowship. Let us celebrate that the world is pivoting away from that lie and into a deeper truth. Let us celebrate and honor what you have given us as an ability to persevere, to become greater within, that we were refined by the fires of the furnace and we've become greater within us and through you. Thank you, Father. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. It is an interesting point of reflection I would encourage everybody to do. This time frame between January and now is really when COVID-Con kicked up to high speed, began to become a national media discussion, and the stupid began. Our media is 100% complicit in this crime. Anybody in the entertainment business is 100% complicit in this crime. I shouldn't say anybody, most, because they perpetuated a lie and they were the major weapon in this war of keeping people divided and sowing hate. But hate can be destroyed through the love in Christ. It can be struck down. But to do that, we have to let go of it in our, in our own hearts. And we need to be praying for this nation, praying for mercy and praying for unity. This nation needs healing. And God can bring that healing. 
but we have to be willing to let our hearts completely go empty, no, no vengeance, no anger, no hatred, purely of heart of forgiveness and love. And as we do that and release that into kingdom, we spark the powers of justice and the power of God's hand to help heal this nation. If you haven't heard, they're talking about banning TikTok. Take a listen to this. You got to listen to this. TikTok may be taken away from all of us, including you, and is being decided, and I bet you didn't even know it because this was kept extremely hush-hush. On Tuesday, tomorrow, the House Foreign Affairs Committee is set to vote on a bill that would give President Biden the authority to ban TikTok from all U.S. devices, including yours. We appear to be facing enforced censorship as a new bill that could affect everyone in the United States, not just federal employees or military, is set to be determined tomorrow. Introduced by Texas Republican Michael McCall, he's presented a bill that could completely undermine our First Amendment rights, banning the use of TikTok by U.S. citizens. Specifically, the bill would prohibit engagement with any entity that may track sensitive data to a foreign entity influenced by China. And this could, as you can imagine, have catastrophic repercussions for other foreign-owned businesses. It is crucial that we take action to protect our rights, contact Congress, share this video to raise awareness. Otherwise, we risk losing our freedoms and rights gradually over time. Stay tuned. I'll get you covered. I'll give you a follow-up tomorrow. Now, I'm sure that this is purely coincidental. But I just thought I'd read this, and it just seems so ironic that at the time they're trying to crush down on TikTok, which happens to have some of the most awakening videos out there. Oh, and by the way, if you're worried about China taking your data, you might want to start thinking about the CIA, FBI, taking your data too. I don't think it's as crazy as they say. But anyway, this comes from Chuck Calisto. Bombshell report. Whistleblower and former Hunter Biden associate Gal Luft arrested after he allegedly provided the FBI with incriminating information against the Biden family. Wow. And just like that, TikTok gets banned. Hmm. (laughs) I'm sure it's just one of those strange coincidences in the universe. They are fearful of awakening. They have little avenues left. They're trying hard. But as we've seen, all the elites are kind of in this because you haven't seen a full-fledged open platform on Twitter. They're still being very cautious about who they bring back, me being one, by the way. I've been banned for life with a great deal of fanfare, in fact, a little bit too much fanfare for the amount of banning that I was given. Apparently, I triggered somebody when I got banned because, I, like I say many times, I think it was probably like the 80th time, 80th time or so that I said that Jack Dorsey was a pedophile. But that's okay. But so many people are still not on Twitter, and Twitter is continuing to work with a cadre of and using information control in its own way. It's not the saving grace for the First Amendment. If you really want to know who's truly fighting information freedom and ensuring it, it's not Truth Social, as much as many patriots would like to believe. It's not Getter. It is not Twitter, but it's Gab. Andrew Torb is doing incredible work over there, including building his own AI that has a moral and Christian foundation and framework. And today it was announced that Elon Musk has decided that he's looking for a non-woke alternative to ChatGPT. I just want to point out that Elon Musk invested equally in ChatGPT as part of the 
open source open AI initiatives, and, and he's doing that in parallel with Zuckerberg and Facebook. So apparently the response to him has not been positive, so I would assume that he's trying now to pivot so that he can keep one foot in the woke side and one foot in the awakened side. But the real, the real fight that's going on in terms of a true awakened Christian-based, God-centric AI system, which I'm not an AI fan, you know that, at all, in fact. However, I do endorse Andrew Torba's efforts because this war is something that, as he sees very clearly in the digital space, as much as I can walk away from AI, there's too many in the new generation that are brainwashed to believe that it's an important part of their lives. And we're not going to get rid of it easily. And until we come to a cusp of society where we can have legitimate conversations about its effect and reasonableness, what we can control and what we can't, there's going to be a war that continues. We're a very divided people, as we know. And I don't know that there's easy avenues through this. God can always heal things, and that's where the, we always have to turn that level over to him. The sad part is that where we are right now between us is so many people are very much obsessed with convenience and ease, and there's so many lonely people coming out of COVID that encouraging people to enslave themselves becomes a fairly easy process. Tonight I'm going to talk about a very interesting issue, and what this is is it's the concept of these new planned communities that they're working with called resilience hubs. And they're being sold into communities for disaster preparedness and disaster unity, et cetera, et cetera, except to where the money's coming from is the Rockefellers. But when you, as I think you'll see tonight, when people are in these communities, they're so lonely and they're so weak and they have no relationship in the Holy Spirit. And what ends up happening is they just start clinging together like, uh, it, it is really gross. That's all I can say. I mean, it really reminds me of flies all sharing the same pile of poo. I'm just going to say this bluntly, and as I once in a while step on toes, not very often, but when I do, I don't mind. Look, if you're feeling alone, I'm just going to be blunt. Stop it. I mean, literally, I mean, you. we have Jesus with us. And that relationship that you need to be focusing on is how to build that intimacy through Christ. And as much as we can say, well, people are meant to be together, you have to build a strength in this time to be able to walk purely in the Holy Spirit and not have to have the dependency on your reinforcement through relationships with humankind. I don't encourage people to live as a hermit, but I hear so much commentary about people like, I'm worn down, I have no friends, I have this. You have accepted the Holy Spirit. You've accepted Christ in your life. And there's a walk there that he told us would happen, that we would be persecuted. So tighten up the bootstraps, stand up, be tough, learn to walk strongly within the, within the body of Christ. And with that, who we meet and who we link up with will be part of a building of a strong remnant. But when you begin to long for something and it becomes something like that, loneliness, these people are designing basically comfortable FEMA camps that look like little town hall meeting places to draw people into 
because they're offering only one thing. There's no discussion about God. There's no discussion about the Holy Spirit. They're offering one thing. They're offering, it's so nice we have a community that gets along and it's really sincere. I don't want a sincere community. I want a God-centric community. And I don't need to be living on top of somebody else like they want you to do. I need to be living as God wants me to live. And in the process, we build out a fantastic network of strength. Mars Nation is a great representation of what can happen over space and time. And that needs to carry into our daily lives. And that may not be a popular view for some, because not everybody's made the same, and I get that. But this isn't a time where we can be walking around wringing our hands. This is a war. Adapt, overcome, get strong, and fight. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not 
what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist, we pray, we stand, we live by the words in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 